We at Slashers and Screamers want to take a moment to send well wishes to those affected by Hurricane Ida. If you want to make a donation, you can go to redcross.org or text Ida to 90999 to donate. A woman and her father are stranded during a hurricane, and with the floodwaters come alligators that leave them fighting to survive. Grab your floaties because we watch Crawl. Slasher Sports Production. Let me go ahead and get my fellow hostesses in here to help me out. Put some lipstick on this pig. He's clever. He's witty. Well, I could go on and on, but I'm having trouble reading his handwriting. He is the godfather of droll, James Jables. I am back. You never went anywhere. It was Casey that was gone. <laughs> Shh, not on yet. I was on... I was in Florida, but I, now... And, and you're you're okay. You're back in one piece. I was down there hanging out, Bill. Hanging and banging in, in, in Destin, Florida. Hanging right in the middle of all of it. Jim in Destin, Florida. James? When I was the north and seen a glow, I said, I better go back. <laughs> you went at the worst possible time, James. I'm pretty sure I saw you out there in your boxers and combat boots with a grill flipping some ribs or something. That's right. Well, there's no other way to do it. And y'all, he is a man who's seen it all, but understood very little of it. He is the Memphis Menace, Rick. What's up, man? Hey, same old same, man. Long time no speak. I know, right? It's been a while. Actually, I saw you last week when I went up to Hendersonville and got those birria tacos, man. True story. <laughs> well, our final co-host has taught me many things, including the fact that I can boo and yawn at the same time. She's final girl, Casey. You are such an asshole. <laughs> well, that's not how we're starting this thing off. That, sure is. <laughs> that was rude. So rude. I refuse to apologize for my actions. <laughs> well, you know what? This was your flick, okay? We've become sure accustomed. Was. Oh, we've become accustomed to getting the creature features from James. What is it about Crawl that gives you the warm and fuzzies? I also, I don't think we've gotten into this as much. I also love a creature feature. Uh, I hated to miss y'all last week with Dog Soldiers because I do really enjoy that one. Um, I also, of course, as you can imagine, I love the part of this movie that they are stranded and cannot leave while the creatures are, one would say, home invading them. It does have a home invasion kind of vibe as well. I mean, it just depends on what you consider an invasion, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, alligators go where they please, for the most part. And I am scared to death of alligators. Is that like one of your low They can climb a fence. How true is that, James? I'm going to defer to you on on the flora and fauna of the United States of America. I got something for an alligator, Bill. What is it? It's called a 12-gauge. 
<laughs> you have to be really close to hit that though, because the spray is gonna, you know. My fence, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Well, James, what kind of varmints are we dealing with here in in, in crawl? Uh, you probably don't have the, I guess. Polly Shore in that one movie about being a farmer. <clears throat> James, did you watch Son in Law? <laughs> His name was Crawl on Son-in-Law. You didn't watch Son-in-Law, did you? Crawl. His name was Crawl. Not. We didn't watch Crawl. <laughs> we did not watch Crawl. Um, I was Crawl. <laughs> we're in trouble. And they got that five-bladed thing and throwed it. No, oh, no. You're, oh. you're even. It's even further away than Son-in-Law. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to watch Crawl. Well. <laughs> A floating fortress. Just go ahead and sit this one out, James. Well, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Rick, let's not waste any more time, man. Give us that rundown. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, uh, so we did uh, Crawl. uh, Came out in 2019. Uh, Specifically, if you want to know the date, July 12th. Um, It's 87 minutes. Came out in the U.S. Uh, Budget was between 13 and 15 million. It did 91.5 million dollars at the box office. It was directed by Alexandre Aja, who is a French director. He's known for, oh, a film we did, High Tension, The Hills Have Eyes remake, Mirrors, Piranha 3D, Horns. Um, Hold that thought, it was Rick. Like, How did you say his first name? Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way his first name is pronounced that fancy and his last name is Aja. Yeah, that, I that, that, I'm here to pick Rick apart just a little bit. <laughs> you, went through so, you went through so much trouble to hit that first name. Like dead on balls accurate, and then you just just uh, no, that was too much effort. I'm gonna go ahead and just say it how it sounds. I mean, I guess you don't know how you say his last name, Aja. Aja. <laughs> just do do me a favor. Re- refer to him as his first name only, because I'm not gonna lie to you, Rick. Turn me on a little bit. It was great on roast beef. <laughs> That's Aja. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Rose Bifage. Well, Carry on, Rick. Uh, anyway, producer, I didn't know this till I looked at it. Uh, Sam Raimi, who did, uh, he was director of Evil Dead, the original. He did the Spider Man trilogy. He did the superhero film Dark Man in 1990. Um, he's done Drag Me to Hell. So, yeah, I didn't know that. That was pretty cool. Um, the two literal people that are in it, there's more than two, but the two main characters, besides, <laughs> the, croc- besides the crocodile, not going to be confused with Crocodile Dundee, um, is Kaya, Casey, how do you say her last name? Scodelaro or something? Um, Scodelario. I would have said, yeah. No, you wouldn't She's, Brit- she's would British. Uh, she's British? Yeah, I didn't know that. She was from a show called Skins that I fucking loved growing up. The Maze Runner film series. Uh, She was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, and some other stuff that I'd never heard of. And then Barry Pepper. She was in any of this. Yeah, I know. Uh, Barry Pepper was her dad. I had no idea. He was Private Daniel Jackson, Savior Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. And he was Barry a Pepper's a officer, fucking legend. Uh, the corrections dude, Dean Stanton, in one of the best movies ever created, The Green Mile. Um, mm. He was in Maze Runner as well. So I guess they're in the He same was? Movie. So were they ended up together? Yeah, they're in all the Maze Runners together, plus this. Oh, that's cute. And he was Roger Maris in 61. Yep. Uh, and that's pretty much it. It's And we got the alligator. I don't know his name, but yeah. Well, his name was Chompers. 
and uh, got real creative on that one, Billy. Well, I mean, I didn't name him. Okay, take it up with with Paramount Pictures. Yeah, thank you. I was thinking of who fucking produced this. Okay, got you know what? We haven't done something in a while. Need to bring it back. What'd you say, James? What? Crocodile. James, much to your chagrin, your nonsense, your hijinks, your shenanigans are over as of right they now. They are not. Because the cro- you're going to have to start using that steel mind of a steel trap of a mind. <laughs> you're going to have to start using that steel trap of a mind of yours right now. <clears throat> because we're going back in time. Something we should have done last week, but or not last week, last episode. But uh, we were one light. And I couldn't in good, <laughs> I couldn't in good faith and good conscience bring it back without Casey being here. Yeah, because I would have whooped y'all. I say that. I'm going to get my ass kicked now. <laughs> well, right now we have got Crack the Case. Now, before we go diving into these dangerous waters, we've got to do the rundown on the rules, all right? The rules are pretty simple. This game's a lot like headband. We've got a case to solve and our three investigators must ask me, the moderator, a bunch of questions to get to the bottom of this case. Now, those answers that I can supply are yes, no, yes and no, irrelevant, I don't know, define what you mean by, and rephrase your question. So, if you're asking me, what kind of weapon did the guy use, I'm going to say rephrase your question. To which you can say, did the guy use a blunt object? And I can say yes or no. So, what do you say we get into this? Do it. The name of this case is the Awesome Arson. That means something got burnt. (laughs) Awesome Imports has gone bankrupt. The company's warehouse is padlocked until the inventory can be sold at auction. Only the court-appointed receiver has the key. But Eric, the owner, gets lucky. A fire starts in the securely locked warehouse, burning down the building and all of its content. The insurance money will pay off the company's debts and leave a tidy profit, too. The police are sure that Eric torched his business for the insurance money. What they can't figure out is how he got inside the warehouse to do it. The mystery? How did Eric Awesome torch his padlocked warehouse? Let's start with Casey. What? (laughs) What part did you not understand, James? (laughs) The guy's business burnt down, but he was locked out of it. So how could he get inside to burn it from the inside if he didn't have any keys? Uh, oh good should we start with james <laughs> um, well i've got james listed as number two here because james is a big number two casey your questions for my joke bill um so okay no i almost just asked a clarifying question <clears throat> you would have then moved on to james immediately i know better <laughs> <laughs> um did he set up something in advance to start the fire yes Okay. James. Is Eric awesome a magician? I don't know. He might do some stuff on the side, but it is irrelevant to this case. Rick? No. His name's Eric Awesome. I guess uh, it would be like name? James the Jovial. Uh, was it planned in advance? I literally just asked that. Hey, yes, I'm Rick. It was planned in advance, little bitty buddy. Casey, your question. Was it, oh. was it an electric fire? No. James, your question. Did he have any matches in his pocket? I don't know, but it is irrelevant. Rick. Did anybody else help him? No. <clears throat> Casey? Will you repeat the um thingy? The whole 
case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome Imports has gone bankrupt. The company's warehouse is padlocked until the inventory can be sold at auction. Only the court-appointed receiver has the keys, but Eric, the owner, gets lucky. A fire starts in the securely locked warehouse, burning down the building and all of its contents. The insurance money will pay off the company's debts and leave a tidy profit, too. The police are sure that Eric torched his business for the insurance money. What they can't figure out is how he got inside the warehouse to do it. How did Eric Awesome torch his padlocked warehouse? Okay, thanks. You're welcome. What is your question? Um, does he have any form of relationship with the person who has the keys? Irrelevant. Jamer. What are you doing over there, cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm breathing in and out, Bill. Okay. Just living. L I V I N. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. I should have known better. Does Eric Awesome have a girlfriend? Irrelevant. Rick? Did Eric have something to do with his business going bankrupt? I don't know, other than being a shitty business owner. (laughs) Yeah, that's an I don't know. Casey, your question, as a reminder, you can start solving this round, and after this round, I will give the first clue. Was he inside when the building caught, like, did he physically start the fire? Eric started the fire. Oh my god. Repeat that question again. Not necessarily rephrased, but... Was he present when the fire was started? No, he was not present when the fire was started. Would you like to solve? No. Giblets? Was he cooking anything when the fire started? No, he was not cooking. Solve? No. Ricky Ricardo? Um... Did he use, like, gasoline or kerosene to start the fire? He did not. Casey, your question, but before you ask, I need to drop this clue. Clue number one is Eric suddenly got interested in astronomy. What? I wish it was astrology. Then he would lose all credibility with me. Shut your face. (laughs) Um, astronomy. Astronomy or astrology? Astronomy. Astronomy is the space one. Like, with the planets and shit. That's... Star. The final frontier. Yeah, I like that. Um, Join the voyages of the Starship Enterprise and her crew as they boldly go on their 50-year mission to explore new planets and life forms. Is that how it goes? Oh, smash it. Thanks, William Shatner. There's something on the way. So, <laughs> dang. <laughs> Astronomy. I'm trying to think. <clears throat> Does it have something to do with the moon? No. James? Did he turn into a werewolf and rip the, rip the lock off of it? I wish. No, he did not. <laughs> that would have had something to do with the moon. Just <laughs> <laughs> That is, hey, fair. Very fair. If we learned anything about werewolves last week with dog soldiers. Rick Smiths, give it to me. <laughs> Good on. Oh, Rick Smith, damn. <laughs> oh, man. Um, was he, was he like, was he looking through like a telescope? Was he looking through a telescope? No. Yeah. He was not looking through a telescope. Casey? Hmm. After this round, I'm going to give the second. What else would you do with a telescope? Shove it up your ass when you get bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not one of my seven responses. Casey? What if that was the eighth response? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, yes and no. Irrelevant, I don't know. Define what you mean by rephrase your question and shove it up your ass. (laughs) Um, 
Where's the other clue at? It's coming, oh, at the end of this coming round. after this round. And you can shove it up your ass. <laughs> it's like that like um, thumb we do in the chat. Over a while ago. <clears throat> like, we got a clue. Went through all those again, and now we're back again. Yeah, I'm putting a round in between clues now. There and back again. Um... I'm trying to figure out what astronomy would have to do with this. Uh, so he wasn't physically present. He didn't have an accomplice. He didn't know the person who had the keys. He, he I've got did. it all figured out. That's probably for the best because I sure fucking don't. He did something in advance, started a fire. It wasn't an electric fire. Um, <laughs> was he anywhere near the building when the fire was started? I don't know. But it is irrelevant. Okay. Jables. So, did Mike Awesome buy a telescope? Is, did he get a telescope? That would be Eric Awesome. And... <laughs> or is he just loving astronomy? Or, what is your question, James? Did the man buy a telescope? Yes, he did. Okay. Would you like to? Would you like to solve? Yeah, I won't solve it. Give it to me, Jables. So, he set the telescope up to catch the sunlight... To magnify it to start the fire. Winner, winner. JB, investigators must discover that Eric did not enter the padlocked warehouse to burn it down. He stood outside the building's window and set highly flammable material inside on fire by focusing sunlight through a powerful telescope lens. Specifically, uh, the next clue would have given away what he set on fire, but that is not necessary to the solution clue number two would have been a pile of grass skirts was near a window so what? james <laughs> what well yeah what kind so, of business was this well it's a warehouse the business didn't burn down the warehouse you know well maybe the business yeah. is the warehouse but um either way um you know he got some some grass skirts and put them near the window and set up the telescope and then when the sun beat down on it Boom. Flammable. Robert Stack would have been out of work in the 80s if he depended on all of you to leave any mysteries unsolved. And for that... I'm amazing. I'm proud of y'all. I am proud of y'all. The cerebral assassin strikes again. Gosh, he does. He's more like Krang. Remember Krang from uh, the Ninja Turtles? Like, was that like (laughs) a a giant brain? It looked like a giant brain inside that robot's gut. (laughs) It might not have been a brain. He looked like a brain, though. Now it's time for my joke. Give it to me, James. All right, Bill. There's two men riding in a train car. One of them went to use the bathroom. The other one had to use the bathroom, too. And he waited and waited. He couldn't hold it no more. So he stuck his butt out the train window and took a dump. At the same time he was taking that dump, there's two men working on the side of the train tracks. When the train come by, one got hit with shit and said, damn, that's the most stinking tobacco I've ever smelled. The other guy said, stinking tobacco, hell, did you see that man's lips? (laughs) 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 I don't know what to do with this, James. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that man's lips? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is now time to jump in and uh swim around with the 19 the, the 2019 Alexon. 
Ajax directed film starring Caius Godelario and Barry Pepper. Crawl. Let's talk about what people thought about it. I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes for it, and it is certified fresh. It's got an 84% from critics and a 75% audience score. So yet again, we've got one where the audience felt a little bit lower than the critics, but all in all, certified fresh. I wonder how often that happened. It's happened a couple times on the ones that we've reviewed, but I feel like traditionally you normally see the audience be higher than the critics because usually critics are, you know, more critical. That's why they're critics. That's what you hear. Well, you know, there have been a lot of times, I guess the viewers or I guess, you know, the regular Joes like us are much more harsh on something. And I don't know if that's changed over the, the generations or the decades, you know, passing. But it feels like everybody is a critic now. And they want, haters. like, yeah, they're just like haters gonna hate, you know? But I didn't find anything really to complain about in this film. Zero complaints. It is a yeah, perfect I've, film. I've got no... <laughs> I've got no complaints. I'm not throwing flowers at the feet of <laughs> Alexandre Aja, but damn it, this is a good film. Who says no? I say no. There we go. I mean, I would say it's okay. It's not, like, amazing. Well, we're it's not silly. looking for the Godfather here. Billy, we found the haters. I don't hate it. I said it was okay. It's an okay movie. I didn't say it sucked. Well, your words say it was okay. Your Google review says it was shit. We found it. What, James? Google review. What is it? What is what? (laughs) Alligator or a crocodile? It's an alligator. I don't know the difference. Well, both on the old. I didn't hear any of that, James. Nope. Crocodiles ain't over here, Bill. Are they not? Like no. nowhere? Not in this area at all. If they're a saltwater crocodile, they can swim over here. But the United States does not have a crocodile native to its parts. That is true. Sounds like you're reading that off the back of a cereal box. Aren't they like related to dinosaurs or is that crocodiles? I think they both are. I think they're I think they're cousins. Yeah. Because they can live to be old as shit too. Negator. Big pen. There's an 80 year old crocodile just died last week. Or alligator. Well, that's I mean, sad. I've got 80 year old socks, Rick. <laughs> well, this one leads off with some nice foreshadowing. You know, we, we've got like a, a competitive swimmer and. Go know, Right. And like one can only infer that somebody's going to have to outswim something. Right? You don't even, she didn't you don't even need to. teammates, though. Well, at least one of them. Yeah. She came in second. What'd you say? Two tenths of of something later on, I think. Maybe, but I mean that's uh, you know the Olympics are freshly over, and that's just how it works. You know, everybody remembers you. Like Seinfeld said, everybody remembers you if you win the gold medal. Uh, you know, just a nose ahead of you, like uh, every, greatest guy in the world, and then uh, nobody remembers you. It's it's a harsh world, harsh world. But you know, I, I love it when movies pit humans versus. Well, literally anything else. But, you know, when it puts that human in their element of expertise, that's when it really gets me. James, you remember a while back, you brought up the movie Battleship. (laughs) Like a whole episode, (laughs) we talked about Battleship. 
Well, you know, it's, it's a damn good movie. It's kind of underrated for, you know, your your superficial action type things, you know. And at, in the end scene, in the final battle versus the aliens, all those old grizzled salty sailors come on board. You got ACDC's Thunderstruck coming through the speakers. Like the TV volume only goes up to 100, but somehow you got it on 111. And them sailors are just slinging shells into that 5-inch cannon, ready to send E.T. back to Melmac with Randy Quaid and Elion Gonzalez. I'm getting goosebumps, Bill. By God, James. I feel cliffhanger. I knew you were going to jump on that. I knew you were going to jump on cliffhanger. Stallone was in that film. Dude, he was ripped to shreds, was he not? He was ripped like a julienne salad, man. Well, I forgot where I was going with all this some time ago. Um, oh, yeah, humans versus creatures. So and this swim meet in the opening scene tells us, without telling us, this girl's going to have to outswim an alligator. Wait she a minute, ha- Bill. Oh. Are you telling me that you like creatures versus people, and then you brought up battleships, so you're telling me that you think aliens are a creature, but you won't believe in Bigfoot? See, now, James, you're digging. You're You're, <laughs> you're really reaching on this. In the context of a film, an alien would be a creature. I don't think there's an alien looking through my, my window right now. But hey, I do know. believe that, that I can suspend my disbelief for a movie, James. This isn't the gotcha that you think it is, okay? <laughs> God damn it. But you know, to outswim an alligator, she might even have to become at least part alligator. Like, not all the way, but like at least alligator passing, you know? I watched the whole movie and I don't remember that scene. Why can't they just walk past the alligator? I mean, well, it's pre- flooding. They walk by. It's flooding. It's an alligator. They have to swim. They're in a cellar. Well, that's filling with water. Yeah. And I don't I'm, think... I'm I not arguing with you. I'm supporting up. your point. This is the one oh, time I'm... Oh, thank you. you know, okay, I thought you were arguing with me, and I was, like, you know, obviously rearing up to argue with you back. I think <laughs> down in the cellar. Did you say Did why? Not, she went to find her dad. He was, James, he did he you really watch Son-in-Law? she went to find her dad he wouldn't answer his phone she went yeah old barry's all peppered out down in the cellar really what did you prepare that that barry pepper not be lured into the cellar with an alligator he wasn't lured by an alligator (laughs) he was seduced underground (laughs) this alligator have ulterior motives oh yeah eat him Why is this alligator so ornery? To be Barry Pepper's sexual desire. To be a <laughs> and aren't we all? Such ways. I know I am. It must have been that, you know, the green skin and the sharp teeth that did it for him. You know, maybe that little bit of eczema that them damn gators have. I'd be satisfied yeah. with that. I don't know. But Haley is our female lead. And like I said, she's a competitive swimmer having just finished a swim meet. But she finishes in second place. Now this throws, you know, this throws us into a flashback to her dad, Barry Pepper, hyping her up you know, about being an apex predator, even if she doesn't win. Now, does that does that add a small layer to the need to come out on top at the end of this one? I think it does. I think that's yeah, for sure. Especially so like only... we, we seem to see a relationship that it doesn't seem like they have a whole whole lot of contact. Like it looks like there's a divorce situation going on and house selling, and she seems kind of distant from it. So for that weird, yeah, maybe distant, I guess, maybe distant, but not estranged. Yeah, for sure. Because she, he is still her number one hype man through all this. Like he's in her ears, like you're a, you're a bad motherfucker and you're going to go do this. And he does not 
talk her down from anything. This isn't like daddy's little girl. This is like daddy's little, you know, BMF. I'm here for that. Yeah, she, in your words, absolutely not a do-nothing bitch. I stole that from Ronda Rousey, but I love that saying. <laughs> well, hey, but I mean, we a... see this. Oops, sorry, go ahead. No, by all means. I mean, we see this girl find out from her sister that no one can reach her dad. She goes all the way. She said several hours away, right? Because she's in Gainesville and she goes down clearly to like the coast. I don't know my Florida geography. Okay. Fair. I know what's in um, Florida and I know what's outside of Florida. And that's me. And as far as we know, this movie is in Florida. Oh, as far um, as we know, but Rick uh, could probably tell us different where this movie was shot. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I'm not sure. I, I am pretty sure. actually this... had a lot to do with like Siberia or something crazy. Yeah, something ridiculous. And then like some like external, you know, overviewing shots were, you know, probably Florida and Tampa, I think. But I think this movie was filmed really far away. Yeah, um, but... I was I'm looking right her. now. Hold on. Mm. Tell me what to do, Rick. But yeah, so she goes down to find her dad, finds him in the base. Well, goes to one house. He's not there. Finds the dog, takes the dog with her to their old house, right? Like the family home they grew up in. Mm-hmm. And she, the dog kind of shows her that dad's in the, you wouldn't call it a basement, right? It would be like a crawl space kind of. I've, like, I've been calling it a basement because it looks like it, you know, it, maybe a storm It's got cellar. stairs. Yeah, yeah. Right. Downstairs yeah, but once you, yeah, once you get down there, though, there's not a lot of standing up space. Yeah. Then how so does it get down there? down there? Well, you can stand up walking down the steps, but once you're down there, it's kind of like all foundation type. Yeah, it's a crawl space. Mm. Yeah. Mm, it was in know. hey it was filmed in belgrade serbia of all okay places. i wow. knew it was something That's crazy that is nuts so yeah. serbia looks a lot like florida or is at least florida yeah. passing <laughs> i don't know they had palm trees but okay so james you just came back from florida how bad did it really get down there mm, not very bad and you were in destin that's right. Hey, what? calm down, buddy. I didn't say you went to Panama City with the rest of the broke people. <laughs> Damn. So how does your stubborn ass go down there during a fucking hurricane? So like, you know, I, I don't know. You can probably relate to Haley, though, because she's not listening to anybody. She, you know, she puts the old Cincinnati shuffle on the road crew after, you know, it goes after dad, you know, against their orders. James, if, if you'd been stuck down there, stuck in a precipice of some kind, is uh, old Brianna going to come down there fighting against these creatures to, you know, come out to play to get you out of there? I would hope so, Bill. If not, I'd have to crawl out there on my own. Not if you're unconscious like he was. That's true. Let's, let's say how, that you... Bill? Huh? How do you get unconscious? It looked like from, like, being attacked. Yeah. yeah he biting was... his shoulder. Broken yeah. leg. Yeah, he, he was unconscious. I, I hope she would come for you too, James. But, you know, Haley I... does find... Haley Bill? does find what? I don't know if I'd even be going down there. But you're already down there in this scenario. You are Barry Pepper in the scenario, James. <laughs> I uh, cut the light on and looked down there. Probably not went down them steps. <laughs> James sees himself as Haley. You so you're okay. So this is James saving his dad. Then we can go ahead and get past that swimming part because Tracy's a goner at this point. I ain't swimming out there with them gators. They can have his ass. He's lived a good life. Oh, no way. 
Well, you know what? She finds him in a bad way, James. All right. And in case he says, you know, they, they find their dog. And I can only think of Rick and his, his random text message said something oh, along yeah. the lines of, if this dog dies, I'm never coming on this podcast again. Yeah, Rick sends me a text hurtfully calling me out that <laughs> I would pick another dog dad movie. Yeah, because every movie we have has a damn dog in it. Shit. But several of them haven't died. Some of them have. And this one didn't die, and I'm glad. Yeah, so, you're right. No spoilers, you're Rick, welcome. but, you know, you're here. <laughs> Does this damn dog satisfy you or not? I guess. Well, he, okay. Had he had he been eaten by an alligator, you'd be crying right now. So I don't do act that. all lackadaisical about your response <laughs> to my question. Yes, he's yes, he's fine. The dog is great. Good go dog. Wasn't there hey, another dog an alligator in that uh, one movie? Did, did a dog get eaten in Lake Placid? Yeah. All it was left a collar. <laughs> was that the movie? Are you sure? I know I Betty so. White was feeding cows to to one big alligator. Maybe that was a crocodile because that was over in like Bill South Bill. Africa or something, right? Yeah, it swam in there. <sighs> Man. Well, Haley finds, uh, you know, dad in their old family home, like Casey said, and after clues that he'd been there for at least, you know, a little while, he had recently been there. I'm talking about his cell phone, a screwdriver, spot of blood, and then finally they find his motionless body, which leads to a fantastic sequence where Haley's dragging him through that basement area. Casey, tell us about our first encounter with our sharp-toothed varmint. Varmint. You are such a hillbilly. Um... (laughs) I have to say things so James will understand them sometimes. <laughs> um, well, even, okay, I've seen this movie a lot of times, um, but even still, every time we see the first alligator, I jump out of my skin. Yeah. that that, that he kind of comes good, out of nowhere. Yeah, it was a good reveal. I, I enjoy a good reveal in in a creature feature. And you know, these, these alligators, I guess they're probably bigger than your normal alligator, but... Since we've seen Lake Placid, maybe it looks kind of small in comparison. But these are some pretty good-sized alligators, right? They're pretty big, I thought. Jumbo alligators, Bill. I Is thought that so. the scientific name? <laughs> Jumbo Tennessee alligators. <laughs> well, Dad's alive, and by Dad, I mean buried by God Pepper, and he's doing the reluctant beneficiary of life-saving help bit. Rick, did your dad ever do that? He ever see you're about to help him with something and be like, I don't need any help, Rick. I got it. You shouldn't have come here. Your mother shouldn't have kept uh, you. Anything like that? Probably a couple times, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> All of the above, Rick, really? <laughs> Especially on the mother, your your mother shouldn't have kept you part. Jesus. <laughs> Second trial now is Haley getting to her phone, which she dropped dragging Barry Pepper's ass through the mud. But, like, what gets me is how talkative Haley is while she's going to get the phone. Like, you just saw an alligator try to make a fruit roll-up out of you and your dad, and you're having an argument. Like, did I miss something? Are alligators deaf? No, I actually no. looked into this. They are not deaf at all. I didn't think so. No, and I guess James really knows good. different, but I've never heard of a deaf alligator. They have really I'm good sure they're out there. They probably don't make it so long. I don't know. But no, they are loud. And once she gets that phone, she sits on her ass and starts to try and get signal to make a call. Bitch, I am crawling right back from whence I came to yep. my dad in the like safety area where they can't get in. I like, had that noted. She, she started digging around on that shit. Yeah. And like she's out of the safety of where she originally got away from it. And what happens? The fucking alligator grabs her by the leg, which shows minimal damage. 
Like an alligator's bite's like a bear trap, and on top of that, there's two of them. One bites her, the other one's gonna grab the north end of uh, of the girl, and they're gonna tug of war her into two. But he was just sitting there chilling. I don't know. I didn't care much about this encounter with the alligator. It was it was unnecessarily stupid, is what it was. Yeah, yeah. So like now they're separated, trying to get like a twenty on these future pairs of shoes. The water's rising. The radio's out. <laughs> And we've got some new players, like a trio of looters, uh, cleaning out a convenience store, including an ATM, which is where I would have gone. And this is where we see how aggressive and ruthless these alligators can be. I like this encounter a lot more than the first one. I mean, they absolutely annihilate this group. Like, stealthy up to the point of attack, and then it's pure melee. Like, guys, you're going to loot a store. You only have time to grab one item from the store before you got to go. What are you grabbing? Casey? Cheetos. Rick? Star Patch Kids. JB. A diet Mountain Dew. Specifically a diet, huh? That's right, Bill. James, Billy, as long as I've known you. ATM. Oh, well, the ATM, I, aside from the <laughs> ATM, I, I guess I'd have to grab like a newspaper so I could roll it up and stick it in the alligator's mouth so he can't bite down, you know, like on the cartoons. Bonk it on the nose. Yeah, just bonk it on the nose. Stop it. No. <laughs> Well, Haley and Dad had one more chance at getting help as the police boat rolls up in the, uh, well, in the nick of time. And it's the same guy from the roadblock earlier. Like, they're making all the noise they can, but, like, in the monsoon, good luck hearing anything, right? Yeah, I mean, they eventually, once he got in the house, he could hear them. But even then, it took him a while to figure out where the noise was coming from. Right, he had to get really close uh, to the, uh, you know, to the cellar door there. And this is probably my favorite scene out of the whole damn movie. Like, the help has arrived. They're telling him to stay away because they got two gators down there. The police officer is radioing for help, and he's looking back behind him. The view we get is a police officer looking away from the cellar door in like a black background. Now, the camera cuts for us to see the jaws of a fucking monster gator snatch his ass down in the cellar, and, like, it proceeds to beat the shit out of this police officer. I can't remember his name. But meanwhile, Wayne. outside... What is it? Wayne. Yeah, well, he's he's done. Wayne's gone. Wayne gone. Yeah, he's alligator breakfast. I don't know what time of day it is. It might be breakfast time. But meanwhile, outside, second officer's getting ripped apart by a whole gator gang. Guys, is this the best scene, at least among the character kills? My favorite scene is actually the gas station where we, the brothers inside, they're trying to holler at him to come outside so they can leave. He sees his brother get got by alligators and still, for some reason, does not get off the ground. He didn't strike me as the smartest guy. No. I mean, these are looters that we're talking about. I mean, sometimes you loot for necessity. It didn't seem like that's what they were up to, but... Oh, no, because he was in the Sour Patch and Cheeto aisle and Diet Mountain Dew Mm -hmm. aisle. And who among us, clearly, I mean... (laughs) Some of us go for snacks. Some of us get the newspapers. Yeah. Him seeing his brother get, you know, thrashed by an alligator outside, and he's still two feet on the ground inside the gas station looking at the snacks. Then he gets got. Couldn't be me. Mm. James, what is it about your family and diet sodas? Man, you gotta keep a good-looking figure. Yeah, yeah. Just having known James since before I was born... Um, I would always visit, well, I'd visit pretty often. If I go to, uh, James's dad's house, what do I find? Diet Cokes. If I go to, uh, James's grandparents, Diet Cokes. 
If I go to James's mom's house, Diet Mountain Dew, it was the worst. Nothing foams up. It's like drinking liquid styrofoam. You take one sip and it's just like like pouring peroxide on blood. You know how it just bubbles up? That soda hits the inside of your mouth. It just bubbles up and like your cheeks automatically inflate. You look like a squirrel. It's fucked up. James, I could never do it, man. Could never Diet do Coke's it. better than regular Coke. <sighs> so we get our swim challenge out of the way pretty uh, <laughs> shortly uh-huh. after this. Uh, you know, the water's risen enough to swim in, and uh, the level's only a couple of feet from the floor of the house, which, you know, that's going to drown them if they can't get out. You know, Dad's got the plan to distract the quote-unquote pea-brain lizards while Haley swims to the stairs. It's a good plan until Haley gets her, you know, hits her heel on a steel rail of some kind, getting the attention of the gator, blows that plan up. Um, would any of us have survived this movie? I'm going to go ahead and admit, while I think I'm surviving a lot of horror flicks, I don't think I'm getting out of this one. Oh, hell no. Yeah, this might be like a, I don't know, like a one of those moments where I'm taking my own self out. <laughs> I'm drinking motor oil at that gas station or something. I don't know what I got to do to get out of this. I don't want to be ripped to shreds. My earliest memory of alligators ripping somebody to shreds was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. When <laughs> Molaron falls off the, the, the broken bridge and they just grab his ass and start rolling that was traumatic for a little kid. Bill, you remember when we used to play Alligator Swamp and <laughs> Alligator Swamp, Alligator <laughs> Swamp, <laughs> man. Okay, listen, um, Rick, you live there, sort of. James and I, we come from a very small one-horse town where we were in a graduating class of one hundred. It might have been slightly more, but it wasn't very many more. Okay, we were in a graduating class of around a hundred. Mine was six hundred. Well, there you go. You did go to the Little House on the Prairie School. I forgot about that. You went to a magnet school where they make magnets. Right, but yeah, this, that's exactly but, what we do. But where, <laughs> where they make magnets. In case he stole them all and they're all in a refrigerator at home right now. <laughs> but you went to that school in a city that's pretty big, right? How do you make a magnet? Magnets are natural. See, Casey, here's our problem. The school that James and I went to is responsible for producing that question he just asked you. (laughs) So, when we were in kindergarten all the way up to fourth grade, we had a PE teacher named Mr. Lewis. And Mr. Lewis was the only black guy in this town. This is really out of... um, Knowing the city back then, in 1987 to 1991... It's just not something that you would see. It's a very small rural town, thus making it not very, what's the word I'm looking for? Not very diverse. But we had Mr. Lewis. And there, I dare say, James, there wasn't a more beloved teacher at XYZ Elementary School. And what made him so great was PE wasn't just calisthenics, running laps, yada, yada, yada. No, we would have foot races and it was done tournament style. Two of us go over here. We have a foot race back and forth. You go sit down, you continue on. Uh, We would have relay races. We had field day and there were actual Olympic events, the long jump, the high jump, the relay race, tug of war. Well, tug of war is not, you know, the Olympics, but that was like the the big one. And we always knew that James was going to be in that loop at the end of the rope. We always knew. Am I wrong, James? You're not wrong, Bill. He was in that loop, okay? He did not hold on to the loop. He put his body inside the loop, and he just started driving those legs backwards, and no child on the other end of that rope had a chance. But back to Mr. Lewis. There were certain days where we would go into PE, and there would be 
this parachute, like a really big parachute, spread out on the floor in the middle. And we knew what day it was. Oh, hell yeah. We knew what day it was. There was no racing. There was no game. No, this was all, it was almost like story time. We would be shaking the hell out of that that parachute and Mr. Lewis there just steady throwing tennis balls on the inside of that parachute. And we're just watching them go up to the, to the ceiling. And the, the, the we would, um, what were the things with the, the, the bands, James? Like he had those rubber bands that were like really wide, like a, an inch or like two inches wide. You put them on your arms and we're doing all these exercises, stretching it out and stuff. What would he say? <laughs> <laughs> roly poly, roly poly. <laughs> so he had that cadence down he would we'd put him on our arms and we would just roll our arms like you know forward and backwards and he'd be like roly poly roly poly and then we'd have to stretch him out and do it and he'd go stretch 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 mr lewis was a god among men but the grand finale of parachute day was the kids would sit around the parachute almost like it's a campfire no we had just our bodies in there all the way up to our head well, didn't we have to work our way into it, though? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the way it worked. We were sitting on the outside at the original uh, you know, part of it. No, they wouldn't dare, James. They wouldn't dare. But Mr. Lewis would kind of like give us this, this story time type of situation about these uh, these campers putting their feet in the water. And, uh, so, oh, this this water feels good. Let me go ahead and put my feet in the water. You'd put your feet up under the parachute. And then he'd tell a little bit more of the story. So, yeah, this water feels real good. I'm going to go ahead and go up to my knees. And you scoot up under that parachute up to your knees. Well, meanwhile, like four or five other kids are underneath that parachute. You know they're in there. You know what's coming, but it doesn't change the fact that it's fucking awesome. Well, a little bit more of the story goes by. You know what? I really like this. how this water feels. I'm going to get up to my neck in this water. Well, you get up under the parachute, pull it up to your neck, and like you're covered, you know, basically shoulders down to feet in this parachute. And then Mr. Lewis starts it off. Alligator swamp. <laughs> Alligator swamp. And he would have all the kids would like come and grab you and pull you underneath. And I don't even know what the ending of this thing was supposed to be. It was just fun story time with Mr. Lewis. How did we get in under it and push it up where it would stay up? Okay, that's another thing. Yeah, we would all get underneath. We'd have to like hold it from the outside. And we'd we'd throw it up and turn around on, on the inside of it and then like hold it down to the floor. And because it caught like air, it would like blow up like a uh, like an igloo. James, how old are we right now? Where'd he get that parachute at? <laughs> he he fucking took it from somebody during the war. Guaranteed. Mm. It like red, white, and blue? It was red and white for sure. But Casey and Rick, you guys have to understand something. James and I are 39 years old. Okay? This is stuff that we did at the ages of 5 through nine no we did we did the parachute my 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 elementary school i'm so sure you did the parachute i'm talking about specifically the way mr lewis did it with oh, the yeah, alligator swamp that. stuff and all that and and, <clears throat> and that's where it ties into this film <clears throat> sort of i mean it's alligators but the fact that we are 39 years old and 34 to 30 like 30 to 34 years ago and we can still remember the details exactly what happened during this one PE class. It's something you can't take from a man, you know? 
Mr. Lewis is the greatest of all time, and may he rest in peace. God damn, James, you had to bring that up. Good times, Bill, good times. Good lord, what a guy Mr. Lewis was. Anyway, anyway, my favorite gator kill, or I guess gator death in this movie, when uh, Haley swims uh, through the drain. I don't even know if I'm at the right part right now. Yeah, we distracted When she goes the, the storm drain? Yeah, well, yeah, but we, we distracted him. The plan didn't work. Yeah, so she goes through the storm drain, right? And I don't know, like, where she ended up when she went through the storm drain. Like, what was what was this place? I guess it was just outside the, the home? Yeah, that's what I took it to be. It still looked like it was indoors, though. I think they did a not great job of making it look like it wasn't a set in that moment. Well, that sucks. But when she swims through that drain, the gator follows her in, bites her arm with a gun in hand, and Haley unloads that clip into the gator's gut. That is most certainly a four slash kill. What say you? I agree completely. That's my favorite kill of the whole movie. Yeah. What? Well, I'm changing mine. Okay. Suddenly, I don't like it so much. Okay, it's still a four slash kill. Fucking loved it. There we go. Okay, but shit got real for me right after this in the Barry Pepper drowning scene. All right, the the CPR scene, as it were. I mean, he's pretty much drowned in the cellar. The water level is overhead, and he didn't get out in time. But through the careful and precise application of CPR and a couple of licks from the dog that's just been chilling upstairs... Barry Pepper kicks out at two, and he's still in the fight. Who else thought he was dead? I thought he was gone. I thought it was going to be, I came here to save my dad. I didn't get to do it. Now i got to survive on my own. But no, Barry Pepper kicked out. Yeah, I thought he was dead. You can't kill Barry Pepper, Bill. Though I may try. Though I may try. I'm getting emotional over here, James. You brought up Mr. Lewis. You son of a bitch. Well, if you thought the swim challenges from earlier were something, like, this one's complete, this one completely shits on what we saw. Alright, the last chance to get out before the levee breaks, you know, they're out there, all they gotta do is reach this boat. And to do so, they've gotta walk, without splashing, mind you, through gator hunting waters, with a puppy dog in hand, over to said boat. Oh, but wait, the alarm's sounding, the levee's breaking, so the fucking apex predator has to outswim every murderous gator there is. And does she do it? She does. She fucking does. Mm-hmm. Which, so, you've already heard my opinion, which is that this movie is perfect. I will I note one flaw, singular one. She didn't outswim them by up. more? What? That she didn't outswim them by more? Well, here's the thing. I looked it up because I got oh. curious. I know, I know. I purposely didn't. But now I need to I know. did. I had to. I was like, on, is that possible? Could people really do that? Like, is that a reality that maybe I, no. okay, not me, not, not me, um, that someone could outswim an alligator? Uh, it's pretty unlikely because alligators can swim up to 20 miles an hour. Uh, Michael Phelps, who's pretty quick, maxes out at around six miles an hour. And this girl didn't even beat her fellow team members. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to throw that part in there. It's necessary. I'm just saying. The one flaw is that maybe she couldn't have done that. But she does, which is what counts. Well, they weren't swimming side by side. Still, I don't think 20 miles an hour is going to out-navigate. They can really swim 20 miles per hour? Isn't that fucking fast? That's really fucking fast. Like, for swimming. I remember in the Navy going 30 knots and, like, like How a, fast a knot, is that in miles? I don't know exactly, but it's pretty comparable okay. to, a mi- to a mile per hour. Mm. 20. 
I mean, that's as fast as they can go. So that's not yeah. like a consistent speed that they're attaining. That's not like what they can peak at, I think. Okay. But okay. still. Does anybody have an alligator we can test this on? <laughs> Does anyone have an alligator? What? I didn't stutter. I wish you would have. D- d- does anybody have an alligator <laughs> that we can use this on? That we can... Who are you going to test it against? You? Well, I think I'm the best swimmer of the group. You don't know that. I'm a woman of many talents, Billy Graves. <sighs> to answer the question, does she do it? <laughs> You're goddamn right she does. And this is what I was talking about earlier, though, guys. Man versus wild. Okay, I can feel this one down in my seed factory. All right, when they do that overhead shot, she is absolutely moving through the water, all right? This is like one of those things where old granny picks up a car off a baby. <laughs> so you can talk about your 20 miles per hour all day long. This is the apex predator. Did I anybody... do love that. Yeah, did anybody else furiously masturbate at the scene? Billy. <laughs> I, Rick, Rick, that laugh is very telling. My thing is like, of all the (laughs) dope shit for your parents to say to you, calling you an apex predator is so cool. Like, my mom told me she loved me, which is dope. But if she had called me an apex predator, I would be unstoppable. Y'all couldn't tell me shit. Y'all still can't. I don't really want to be called a, a predator of any kind in 2021. Okay, you know what I mean, and this... You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Connotations change things throughout the years. Tragically, you're not, yeah. <laughs> tragically, yes. I mean, you're not going to see any um, anybody name their kid Dick in 2022, okay? Probably it just doesn't not. happen anymore. V- Dick Clark is a legend. Never again will somebody have that name. But if my mom in 1998 had been telling me I was an apex predator, do you know how unstoppable I would be now? More than you are now? Possibly. Okay, can you stop doing what you're doing? <laughs> no, no. You won't listen to anybody. <laughs> okay? So, unstoppable <laughs> has many definitions. <laughs> by force or by stubbornness. Ain't nobody stopping you, Casey. True. Okay. Well, Haley and Dad make it to a new house. There's a lot of tension building. Okay? A few times where you think you're about to see a gator pop out and snatch somebody bald-headed. It just doesn't happen. Well, not immediately. We, we do get a close encounter out of Haley in an upstairs bathroom where she locks herself in a shower. That with part like a, is so cool. Yeah, with a sliding the glass door. The overhead shot there is dope. Yeah, yeah. And, like, somehow that gator's unable to break that glass. Like, but once again, you know, she puts that Cincinnati shuffle on it, baits it into the shower, only for it to jump over the glass, locking the gator inside the shower. Rick, question. Your wife ever do this trick to you to get you to shower at night? No, because I'm not a psychopath like you. I shower in the morning. I think we should take a poll. I'd like to take a poll upside Rick's head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should take a poll. Casey, you've got this. Please post the poll. When do you shower? Morning? night give people the chance to vote both i guess because you're gonna have some people that pretend to always take two showers a day you lying fucks but yeah it'll be on we, my twitter final go need, crazy okay well we're gonna yeah i'm gonna retweet the hell out of it because i want to know all right the last few minutes of this thing uh they're alligator shit crazy because you know Haley gets grabbed and rolled up by the you know the last remaining gator as uh water levels are damn near roof level at this point but uh with a little bit of luck some gutters or something falling on the back of the gator and it sweeps it away and allows Haley and dad time to get up on the roof and await the incoming choppa for evac. And then it's 
roll credits along with you know Bill Haley and his comet singing See You Later Alligator, which is a low-key jam. So it's an incredibly fun flick. No real low points in the film. It's not unnecessarily long at 87 minutes. So uh, what are your final thoughts on this one, Rick? I mean, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. It's not perfect, but it was pretty good. Right? It is pretty damn good. Would you suggest it to friends? Of course. It's a fun movie. James, a man who loveth many creature, who in return loveth him too. What say you, Kentati? This movie was pretty good. Man, I'm glad we could agree. I so, feel so accomplished right now. Like, listen, yeah. you get James in, you're in. I could kick down a wall. Unstoppable. And all the features of a good creature feature. <laughs> well, James, since you picked all these creature features, you could call yourself the teacher of creature feature. Because I'm learning a lot from you, buddy. I believe I will. <laughs> Casey, it was your pick. What are your final thoughts for your pick of the week? I fucking love this movie. There's a lot of fun shots. There's a lot of fun attacks. It, you know, um, feels inescapable. Uh, got, got that feeling where, you know, you've got several times that there's an almost an out, but not quite. Leaves you guessing. It's a really fun movie, and I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I like the hell out of this thing. Um, I may go back and rewatch just to have, like, you know, no need to take any notes uh, for the show today. But uh, before we go... I do want to let you know what's on your watch list this week. My pick this week can be summed up by this article by Decider.com. As Wait a minute. Describe, what? Oh, my God. On that damn game. Uh-oh, nobody explained. Oh, yeah. Yeah, James, we're going to keep the order of the movies. We're just going to play the game for fun. Oh, God. <laughs> We really should have said that. Uh, I feel terrible. Yeah, I feel pretty bad about it. God, James just sat here for an hour. Part of the group chat and read what we were saying. He would know that. You know, I I'm with you, Casey. I'm with you on this one. If James didn't turn off the notifications on the Slashers and Screamers group chat, he would have heard this. He would have read this. I'll just play for funsies. (laughs) Let it be known, Phil. I'll not ever try again. I could have won the rest of them out, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're pulling your punches, James. Give everybody else a chance. Because nobody stands a chance against that steel trap of a mind. It's Mm. my next time to pick them. Your next time, I think, is next. That's what I'm talking about. Is it not? Rick, am I wrong? Uh, No, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's his. I think. I just picked a movie. You picked Dog Soldiers, right? Oh, it's yeah. Rick's turn next. Oh, okay. Yeah, I After guess it you, is. Rick. Because Casey had your next. I had Friday the 13th. Rick had Madman. So, yeah, if Rick is after me. So, yeah, you, you've got after Rick. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Gosh. I'm, I'm sending you a virtual hug right now, James. Wait, so is it my pick? Well, you're after. No, it's me. Billy's, but you're after. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're right. next week. So, next week's movie. It is a surreal original unsettling plot unfolding in this unique psychological thriller in which eight guests at a dinner party begin experiencing a strange mirror of themselves after the passing of a comet. They begin to realize that the comet has opened a split reality and they're forced to sort out who's real and who's a copy. Director James Ward Burkett developed the film without a set script and hired 
unknown actors with backgrounds in improv theater to give the film a more natural, realistic feel. One that only heightens the unsettling impact of the script. That was from Decider.com. This is a 2014 sci-fi slash thriller called Coherence. I do hope no one here has seen it, but I do hope it's enjoyed by all. Coherence, James! Like, something's coherent. It has coherence. And it's on Hulu, by the way. It's also on Tubi. Say that again. It's also on Tubi. And it's on Pluto TV, Crackle, and Amazon Prime. Oh, well, you guys are just fucking on it, aren't you? I guess you're going to tell me what it's about, huh? I've never heard of it. Thank goodness. Incontinence. (laughs) No, no. Does this have Xander from Buffy in it? I'm I'm down. Just like my joke. (laughs) Guys, come back next Monday and uh, give it a listen. Pretty please. I don't want to do this alone. I can't deal with these people. Okay, so for the Godfather of Droll, the Memphis Menace, and the Final Girl, I'm Billy, and this was Slashers and Screamers, and we'll catch you in the gag reel.